Welcome to the ITAM Review Podcast, news, reviews and resources for ITAM, SAM and software licensing professionals. Okay, so welcome everyone. Um, I'm pleased to say I'm joined by Salome Hugo, Head of IT Asset Management at First National Bank, based in Johannesburg, South Africa. Um, those of you who don't know me, I'm George. I'm the editor of the iTime Forum. I saw the iTime Review. Um, so um, these are our kind of new series where we're doing basically a chat with, we're calling them the fireside chats. They're a chance to kind of get to know the people behind iTime. So less of a technical conversation, but more about the kind of life and times and career of, of the individuals that are that are out there. So this one, firstly with Salome. So Firstly, do you want to let us know um, how you got into ITAM in the first place, how you got here? What was your journey? Thank you for having me, George. Um, so I started my career actually in investments and in finance. So I'm actually trained in finance. Uh, and throughout the years, I've, I've, um, in the beginning of, the, of my career, we've um, spent a lot of time in IT finance specifically. So I got very um, acquainted with IT assets, with software assets. Um, and I think what has always been, a, you know, something that really interested me was the fact that we could, act, that there's actually so much chance for optimization and savings mm. um, inside the assets and the, and the software asset uh, 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 purchasing categories. So that was what initially attracted me. And then um, when a dear friend of mine decided uh, to, um, to, to start a, a software asset management area in the CIO office in 2012. Um, I, started, uh, we, I started it with him and uh, the rest, I guess, <laughs> is history, like they say. Yeah, so the 2012, so you've been in, in an ITAM role for 10 years now. Yeah, yeah. 10 years that, are, that I've specifically only done ITAM. Um, before yeah. that, I, I did more IT asset management in a finance uh, setup. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then, so what attracted you to it in the first place? Was it the, the kind of cost savings that you... Cost seen? savings and optimization. Yeah. And I think it always, the other thing, audits, vendor audits, it used to make me so mad <laughs> that we're losing so much money. Um, and I thought there must be a better way because this is almost cyclical that we are using, yeah. losing money. So how did you hear about the vendor audits when you weren't in the, the ITAM function to begin with? Is it something you'd heard of in the business or, or was it, it was through, It was through my role in finance, in IT finance. Gotcha, So right. we used to, yes, yeah, so we used to pay the fines. You'd get the and, bill. Uh, pay yeah. the, 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 um, yeah, mm. the, the obligations. Yeah. So you thought you'd tackle it off at the source. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And so... Now you're 10 years in, what does a, a typical day look like if there is such a thing? Hmm. Luckily, we're in a, in, a, in a great space at the moment. I think my team is, is a lot more mature than what, they, what we used to be. Obviously, 10 years ago, there was barely anything in the bank. Um, so, so most of the operational things are happening. And um, besides for the operational things that you do on a daily basis, I think 
my main focus at the moment is to try and get um, the alignment between software asset management and FinOps going. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, most of my days these days are spent actually working on, on um, creating that alignment between our SAM and FinOps uh, disciplines in the bank and indeed bringing actually the FinOps discipline in, in, into the bank. Interesting. Has, has FinOps been around for a, or how long in, in, in your bank as a... Not that long, not that long. Um, we are actually uh, early stages in FinOps, um, very early stages. The cloud usage is obviously growing. Yeah. Um, actually implementing a FinOps discipline alongside it, that is quite new. Is there much cloud software generally across the bank? Not as yet, not as yet, but the growth no. is phenomenal, yeah. phenomenal. Interesting. So what, if I was to ask you what keeps you awake at night when you're thinking of your job, what would it be? What's that? So, so for me, I think the, the main challenge at the moment is just creating this alignment. And, and actually, mm -hmm. if I think about it, it's, it's creating that visibility to the organization into any assets that is uh, uh, IT assets, whether it's cloud related or, or software related or hardware related, to be able to give that visibility to the CIOs and CFOs of our environment so that they can actually, and, and of course the total cost of ownership that is that is accompanying it mm -hmm. would be, um, you know, that is something that I'm very, very focused on. But I mean, that, that is just not something that is a very easy task. Um, we've got different systems, we've got different practices across the bank. Um, on software asset management, of course, this is a, 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 quite a bit in alignment at the moment, but as it relates to the cloud business, as it relates to the hardware business, very much disparate system. So to enable a singular view of all of those worlds is really about what my focus is at the moment. Um, and, it, and it sounds easy, but uh, trust me, it really isn't, um, especially when you are working with uh, quite a bit of disparate systems yeah. um, and legacy systems. It sounds to me that you're quite mature in the, the ITAM side, or particularly on the SAM side. Was presumably that's been built from scratch, as it's in in the last yeah, ten absolutely. years. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Um, what about one of your recent successes? It doesn't I, I say recent? It doesn't have to be yesterday. <laughs> you know, no. it can be at some point, it, you know, it could just be the implementation of ITAM as a as a discipline in itself but oh, i think lovely. that is that must be that must be a, re a success <laughs> not a recent success though george i like to actually celebrate every little success so yeah. um for me every every saving that one of my team is making in terms of a cost optimization or license optimization that i attribute to a success any any um install that the, the, the wider community is making according to um, SAM processes or ITAM processes and not doing rogue installs, that for me is a success. Mm -hmm. Of course, there's big successes. Of course, there's um, uh, savings and cost savings and cost reductions and things like that, that that we are very, very proud of. But I like to, and I like to also give that advice to other people, is just to celebrate every little success that you can. Um, because there is so much frustration, I think, um, as a general rule 
in, in IT asset management in, and maybe in any industry for that matter, mm. that to celebrate your success is um, something that, that I do every day. That's good. That's good. Because I imagine as, you know, especially if you're starting from zero and that when you're coming from a, an area where you're getting fined all the time for non-compliance mm. and then suddenly that, that first implementation of ITAM, I imagine the the savings at the beginning were probably greater than they are now because you're on top of it now. Uh, absolutely. So, so it's um, it's important to remember that doing your job well day to day is actually a, a fundamental win. Yeah, I think in the early days it was more compliance savings. So it was yeah. more savings that's related not being fined. But yeah. now as we are maturing, the savings more become optimization savings, doing things better. Um, than we did it before, and and that is that is something that is very close to my heart. I um, optimization is is, and 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 really making sure that you are better today than what you were yesterday is something that really drives me. Mm. Okay, and then let's talk about the ITAM function more broadly. You've obviously mentioned that it you know spun out of the CIO function. So, how is ITAM generally perceived within within your organisation now? What would you it's always a hard thing to outside in perspective, but how do, how do you think you're perceived? <laughs> well, <laughs> I hope well, I hope well. Look, I think we are settled. Uh, we are settled from a, from a software asset management point of view. I think yeah. our image is settled. I think people know about us. Um, and I think they, they understand where, where it is that we are going and why we are, why we are having the guardrails that we do. Um, so I think that is, is, is quite well perceived. Early days, of course, it was hard. It was much harder. It was much harder to make inroads. But now that you've gone through a couple of iterations of vendor audits and you've gone through a couple of iterations of savings and, and people can start seeing your value, it is really becoming a much easier <laughs> conversation. Brilliant. And then this is what a question I always like is, um, to how, how you describe ITAM. So obviously ITAM obviously has a fixed definition, but how it manifests itself in organizations can always vary. But I think how, how, when your family asks you what you do, how do you describe it? Interesting question. Yeah. Interesting question. <laughs> I, for me, it is, it is using your, your, your assets, your software and your hardware assets to the best of its ability. Don't waste, don't mm -hmm. use too much, don't use too little, but making sure that you're just using it to the best of its ability. And for me, that is basically giving, giving it all um, a, a little bit of perspective. Cool. What do you love and what do you hate about ITAM? <laughs> <laughs> you can say more than one thing on either of those. So making, being able to make a difference. That is yeah. what I love because, you know, at the scale that we are working on, obviously in a big organization like mine, there's, there's quite a bit of, of spend on, on IT assets, whether it's software or hardware or cloud. And then to being able to make a difference on that level in terms of the spend or in terms of not being um, in compliant, that is really something that drives me. Um, and I think what I hate Software auditors. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, any software audit. 
um, yeah, that's yeah, it's it's painful, I think. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I think that's going to be quite a common answer that we get. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you see as the future of ITAM? You've you've talked about FinOps, obviously, as being something that you're you're looking at. Um, is it? Can you see anything beyond that? Um, I know some of these trends can kind of pop out of nowhere, can't they? Um, like you say, FinOps wasn't. It was barely. I mean, just looking at our, our conferences, it was barely a thing a, a year ago. I think Rich described how he was. Um, you know, first put it on the agenda. He was kind of talking to himself for a first conference, and then the most recent one. It was everyone was was interested in it. It's really kind of become the big thing. But is there anything? Anything else that you see in the future? I think a lot of people aren't convinced as yet about FinOps and our role as IT asset management and software asset management in it. And I think that's something that I think we should be changing because for me, a CIO needs a single view of his entire estate. Mm -hmm. um, and, and what better way and who better to be able to give that than us? Because, I mean, we've been doing this all along for years and years and years. Um, we've been looking at, at software and we've been working with SKUs and um, looking at inventory and all of that. And, and maybe uh, FinOps is, is in the cloud and there's a lot more fluidity around, uh, around. But in essence, it really is still the same thing. And in essence, if we actually are able to give a CIO a view, a singular view of his entire estate, I think that is what we what we need to strive mm. for. Where our expertise is, isn't it? That's what you're saying. That's where it has been for the experience. Okay, yes. let's talk about ITAM kind of in, in South Africa. So um, where does where would you say ITAM is as a kind of maturity level in South Africa from I don't know people that you speak to that are in the industry um, more locally. Um, how it's perceived? Mm. Is it has it's, it got much of a reputation? Do people know about it? I know it, it can really vary on a company by company basis, but just interested to know. In the financial sector and in the retail sector, actually, it's yeah. it's grown so much. It has grown yeah. so much from the beginning years, where you barely could find any um, any staff that's knowledgeable. You know, this is this industry has really grown. Uh, and it's become strides more mature in the last 10 years. Hmm. I think on average, we're still quite a bit uh, behind um, uh, in terms of the depth of our understanding um, in the local markets, uh, specifically when you look at professional services, uh, things like that. Um, so, but, but, in, but, but I must say this, this industry has grown a lot over the past couple of years. And I, I, and I think giving, give it another couple of years and we'll be possibly be on par with, with the European markets. You mentioned about managed services and maybe mm. lack of maturity there. Do you, do you use much First National Bank or do you keep most no. of it? No, no, no. So, so our entire operation is in-house. We've tried over the years um, yeah. with, with various levels of success. Um, so, and, and, and that is, we found that it, it isn't necessarily, we, we weren't necessarily be able, uh, able to get the kind of assistance we needed at the time on a, in the local markets. I believe that has changed too, um, but we prefer to do things in-house. Yeah, 
and I imagine if you if you've had to, then you've got the skills there now. So why would you look at look outside? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. We've gone through great lengths to actually train our staff and and to train them really from the from the inside out. Yeah. Um, to to be able to actually uh, take the pressure off um, in terms of in terms of getting outside assistance. So I must say we. Um, we had a good place at the moment. Fantastic. And then obviously banking, very, very regulated sector, you know, perhaps the most heavily yep. regulated sectors. Does that bring any new challenges to ITAM? Anything on top of everything? Mm, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Of course, we have to be very careful in terms of what data or um, information we let in or out. Mm -hmm. um, so I think in terms of audits and in any of the engagements, actually any of our procurement engagements as well, we have to be very careful, very alert, um, and, and make sure that we keep to all of the regulations. So it, and similarly, um, uh, I think also from a, from a labor market point of view, quite regulated. So, so, so it, it makes it a little bit more difficult, but I think these are the things that keeps us on our toes as well. The point about, um having to be careful about the data that goes in and out. It, does that help you with, with audits at all? You say, oh, sorry, can't <laughs> that data. This yeah, regulation here prevents... <laughs> I must say, sometimes it does. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Okay, and then, I mean, the last few questions really are just about your kind of growth and development in in your career. Is it, have you had any mentors across on your journey or is it, been um, you know, in ITAM or, or just more general mentors like in the business or outside people you look up to that helps you oh, absolutely George and I still do hey I still do yeah. um, I think since the beginning of my career I've been very lucky to to have quite a few mentors um, that uh, some of them have now retired already um, but but still in my in my daily organization there are there are quite a few people that one can look up to um, and and uh, get you know even if it's not formal me uh, mentoring but at least mm. you know get that little bit of a um, uh, wisdom <laughs> to mm. say from the side and then of course in the item industry um very 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 uh, there's there's many people I mean Richard himself is is one of the very um, knowledgeable people that I uh, absolutely look up to um and look to for information and assistance. So yeah, we, we are lucky. Um, our industry has, has big trees. Yeah, I won't, I won't let him hear that. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then lastly, is um, any tips for, obviously the, the, um, the ITAM industry has, has its recruitment challenges like any others, um, but a common theme we're hearing about is, you know, People are getting close to retirement age, and that next crop of kind of experienced ITAM professionals is we're kind of wondering where it's coming from. It's um, mm. it has come up as one of those what's keeping you up at night with other conversations. So, um, what tips would you give someone who's looking at ITAM as a career, or is there any tip you'd give someone to encourage them into ITAM? George, I, as I said before, I really think that in ITAM and in SAM for that matter, and in FinOps, we have an unbelievably good opportunity right now in terms of making a difference, in terms of optimizing costs, et cetera. So what I've said to my own 
um, graduates is, is they should just keep keep staying hungry and, and, and keep mm. trying to find that optimization opportunities and, and keep trying to find, just stay, keep interested, keep focused um, and, and uh, you know, never lose, never lose that um, little bit of uh, spark, mm. I think. Um, because sometimes people can say that ITAM and SAM and, and, and all of it that we on a boring, um, don't say that to anybody <laughs> that, that you know, but that we can yeah. be, be perceived as a, as a boring um, uh, discipline. And I disagree. I, I think it's all about the attitude and, and giving that extra willingness um, to, to, to find the opportunities to make the difference. Oh, that idea of kind of stay curious, isn't it? Mm. Uh, mm. As long as you stay curious, the, the interesting That's things it. will keep, keep landing on your desk and you'll keep finding some Absolutely. Interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. I think that's great advice. Well, that's pretty much taken me to the end. I don't know if there was anything else you wanted to, to mention or not, but we can um, wrap it up here if you're happy to. Thank you. It was nice talking to you, George. Fantastic. You too. Right. Well, thanks, everyone.